Welcome to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes watch cartoons. My name is Evan. My name is Alex, and today we are joined uh, by Dude Jr. in the form of my little brother. Brendan is here with us today to talk about some adventure time. Uh, Brendan, why don't you say hi to all the listeners? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Super happy to be here. Been a listener for uh, quite a while now. One of the OG fans of this podcast, so... Uh, real excited to get get into it. Talk about some Adventure Time. Uh, loved this little mini episode they had. So uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. You were probably uh, listening to all of our opinions on cartoons before uh, it became a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, I was I was part of the uh, I was part of the meta <laughs> back uh-huh. when back when two dudes watching cartoons was uh, two teenagers in high school yeah. watching cartoons. <laughs> Um, I feel like Adventure Time was a little bit after, like, my, like, I missed the timing on that. I probably aged out of it, but I started watching it when I was in college. Um, where does it sit with, like, you? Because you're much younger than Brazil. Yeah, so I, uh, I was about 11 years old when Adventure Time, uh, got really popular and you guys were just going to college. I feel like Adventure Time was like a, a huge milestone. Like it's one of the more respected animated shows. Like even talking to people that are older than I am, I'm almost thirty. I, I I've had coworkers who know of Adventure Time and like enjoy it as a series who might not uh, normally be into like cartoons. Um, but I feel like it, it kind of marked the trend towards like. Um, getting away from like Dexter's Lab and like Ed, Ed and Eddie to like these really thoughtful cartoons, like, and you can see that followed through to like yeah. Steven Universe, which came much later. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people that are my age and are your age think about like Dexter's Lab and they think about these older cartoons that. Um, sort of have this lackluster plot line that that goes throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see a cartoon like Adventure Time, and you see the colorfulness, and you see the the childlike adolescent nature of it. Um, you know, it's, it's Candy World, and, you know, there's vampires, and, you know, all that, and it kind of turns <laughs> you away really quickly. The fir- your first thought is, oh, this is just a kid's show. Um, Mm -hmm. but once you sit down and you actually start to invest yourself into the plot line and into the story, you really come to realize like, wow, this is a very well thought out, um, very well written story and that there's a lot more there that, uh, than, than, you know, you see in just one 11 minute episode. I honestly think that's the biggest reward of growing up and deciding to sit down and like rewatch a show like this. Mm-hmm. is when I was 10 and 11 and I'm watching, you know, a random 11-minute episode that's cut into the middle of, you know, some some day, um, you're not getting a, a, a whole story. You're just getting a minuscule piece of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And at that, it might even be filler. So yeah. growing up and, and re-watching them has really, you know, given me at least a solid appreciation of, like, the writing and the time and the story that went into uh, the show. 
Uh, it's a super intricate story, and I just think, like you were saying, it's it's different to most shows because you're only getting very little of the story at a time, and so that's why I love these new episodes that they're coming out with. This was almost an hour of content that we got, which was so nice, and it was like all backstory. For me, I love a good backstory. I love a good origin story, so this episode to me was primo. I loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of, well, before I set the stage for Obsidian specifically, um, I must admit I haven't watched all of the original series of Adventure Time. I, I probably got through four or five seasons, watched them all, uh, and, and then kind of trailed off. Not that I dislike it or anything. I just never got back around to it. It's it's a tough show to sit all the way through. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Because of like almost precisely the eleven minute episode structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it just uh, becomes like background yeah. noise because you're not really looping, you're not really hooking into like a grand overarching plot, even though there is kind of a overall yes, trajectory. Yes. But yeah. any like if you zoom into any one episode, you you might not <laughs> really know what it is. Yeah, and I think a great example of that, uh, you know, in the actual show is, um, Prism. You know, when 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 Finn and Jake go into uh, Prism's, you know little box prismo they're there for you know a long time and you can watch any one of those episodes and you would never know unless you knew the overarching story which was that oh they they came here to look into you know alternate realities and what would what would happen if you know Finn did this or Jake did this. Um mm-hmm. and so you you watch an episode and you're like wow that was a really cool 11 minute story and you don't really realize that, wow, this this has been going on for four or five seasons. It's it's a very cool concept. Um, but at the same time, like you said, it, it can be hard to sit through for sure. Uh-huh. So I guess I bring that up to say, like, I don't really know where the characters have left off prior to Obsidian. I know just because it was kind of a big headline, much in the same way that uh, Korra and Asami was a, a big thing at that uh, series finale. Uh, but Marceline and Princess Bubblegum end up kind of together at the end of the series, which is very adorable. Um, and they are the central characters of Obsidian, which I like that uh, they very easily could have just revisited Jake and Finn, but they're taking time with all of these. Yeah. Not side characters. They're also main characters, but uh, not the, the two that are most known for. What I really liked about this was... The in throughout the entire series, it was hinted that Marceline and Bubblegum, Princess Bubblegum, were exes. And towards the end, they start becoming more buddy buddy and then eventually end up together. But this gave us a look at them in that pre relationship and kind of why they broke up. It gave us a lot of backstory that. Uh, we just had to piece together on our own during the original series. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we we see it leave off. Uh, on that finale episode, um, sort of as like a close, like, yeah, they're going to be together, but we don't really get any more info, um, past that. We, we know that they're going to go off together, but we don't really know what's, what's going to happen after that. And so this is great because it takes us right back to the end of that finale. And in a way it, uh, it, it serves as an extension of that. So I think a lot of fans, uh, really appreciated that. And it's also great because even if you didn't see the finale, you still have an understanding. These are two big main characters from the show. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
you know that they have a past, so. Yeah. After the series ended and HBO Max launched maybe a couple of years later, I don't know, but HBO Max announced that they were going to revisit the Adventure Time universe, and they announced four of these, like, spinoffs, I don't know, uh, yes. additional episodes, um, and they've released two now. Um, Obsidian is the second Distant Lands um, one-off adventure. There's one that stars BMO, so there are two, and I guess there should be two more, which would be interesting to see. Obsidian uh, starts out in a different kingdom than we've seen. We're used to the Candy Kingdom, and now we're in the the Glass Kingdom, I think it's yes. called. Yes. Uh, yeah. They throw you right into it. They don't bother really introducing characters, but like just this show's knack for like creating adorable, lovable characters. Immediately, you fall in love with Glass Boy, who's got a little crack in his head, and everyone <laughs> makes fun of him because he's the outcast and he's not perfect. Um, and they do this ritual, I guess, uh, because Princess Bubblegum and Marceline had saved uh, Glass Kingdom before from this like lava monster thing. So every year, they sing a song that Marceline... or. I don't know the origin of the song, but they sing a yeah. song to, to quell the lava monster, and that's where the story begins. Yeah, so Glass Boy, we, we get introduced to him. He uh, he comes in, and immediately one of the first things that we realize is Glass Boy's one of the more intelligible people on this folklore that is the lava monster. Um, mm. Comes in with this crack on his head. He's getting made fun of by the rest of the Glass Kingdom. Um, but we find out that he wants to go inside the furnace because that's how cracks are fixed in the glass kingdom. And that's what the furnace used to be used for. They haven't, uh, used the furnace since Marceline locked up the lava, uh, the lava monster, uh, earlier. So glass boy does have some knowledge. He's got a reason for wanting to go inside this, inside this layer. I think it's absolutely hilarious that they're singing this song every year. And I'm assuming it's been a long time since the original attack happened because they're just totally messing up the lyrics. They don't have any of the words right at all, and it's really funny because I think even before you know what the <laughs> real song is, you're like, "This is this isn't like a real song. What's going on with this?" Yeah, they're they're talking <laughs> about stomping on coconuts and uh, other other weird things that don't exactly add up or make any sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Glass Boy, the voice should be familiar to anyone that watches uh, Steven Universe, but same voice actor as Amethyst. Hmm. Very recognizable rap oh, that's awesome. to, to the voice. Love that. I didn't even recognize that. No, I didn't catch that at all either. Mm -hmm. So good catch. I always love a good crossover like that. Um, I just love also the names they come up with everyone. Like, why is it just Glass Boy is literally the most simple name possible. But then also I love the princess. It's see-through princess. It took me a couple of listens to understand what they were saying there. But I think it's so funny the way <laughs> yeah, they name yeah, things. Yeah. They, they call her STP. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing that I think is, uh, you know, worth mentioning it's kind of strange is that Marceline who is this sort of like ragtag I don't really care character all the way through the 10 seasons of Adventure Time um is now quite the polar opposite she's being revered as a saint to all of these people in the Glass Kingdom um all of them look at her as sort of some religious figure some of them don't even uh know mm -hmm. if she exists a lot of them question her existence altogether um 
I don't ex- remember the exact sequence of events, but Glass Boy messes up the ceremony, so the the lava monster is at risk of escaping, and that sets off the journey to go find uh, Marceline and Princess Bubblegum. Um, and, and so we catch up with Marceline and Princess Bubblegum, and they're they're living a pretty domestic life together, pretty settled down. Yes. Um, Having frustrations with Ikea, <laughs> as, uh, as most <laughs> couples these days do. Yeah. Uh, and, and they live... Uh, well, Glassboy first runs into Simon, which is Ice King. I don't know yeah. what happened towards the end of the oh, series. So you're I'm missing assuming. a key part here. Okay. So Betty, who is the Ice King slash Simon's old lover ends up sacrificing herself and saving the Ice King, thus turning him back into Simon. The crown was making him crazy, and and the Ice King like that. And it's really cute, because he's in the pub singing the song about him and Marceline. It's it's really adorable to me, and it really actually made me kind of emotional when I heard the song, because that was one of the first episodes in the real show where I was like, Damn, this is a hard-hitting emotional show. And so it just kind of triggered that old emotion for me, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. But so, just to back up just a second, I think it was really funny, because what happens is Glassboy goes down into the furnace because he thinks the monster's gone. And he lowers himself down, and he thinks he's healing his crack, and he just has a really funny line where he goes, My life's turning around. And I don't know why. <laughs> I love Adventure Time's ability to be like, super serious moment where then the monster starts attacking, but like a really goofy moment just before it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was a great moment. And then the other thing that we see that is going to make the whole thing tumble is glass boy drops the key next to the lava pit. And so the second set of double doors that had been protecting, uh, the kingdom are now, uh, broken down because of, uh, their lack of a key. So this is also really bad because uh, three obsidian monsters are going to get released out of out of the uh, out of whatever this little dungeon is. So the the monster the lava monster is going to release these three obsidian guys onto the world, and they are going to have a fixing for Marceline. Do you, <laughs> I got a good one for you? Do you guys know what the monsters are called? No. Is it Obsidian? Uh, I only know this because I had closed captions on. <laughs> and this just goes to the amount of thought they put into it. They're called Glassassins. Glassassins? <laughs> <laughs> that is genius. <laughs> like, what a small detail that they never say it. Oh, no, at that is any so point good. In this show. And I only knew it because I had captions turned on. Oh my gosh, yeah, somebody in the writing room was sitting there pondering that. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is so great. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, while we're in the Glass Kingdom, I think it's worth mentioning also um, see-through princesses like three advisors. Mm-hmm. They're like really annoying, but they also have so many funny one-liners. Oh, yeah. They have like probably some of the funniest lines in the series, in my opinion. <laughs> Oh, another prominent voice actor. We talked about Simon, who's the Ice King. Uh, he's voiced by the guy who does SpongeBob and is also the uh, Powerpuff Girls narrator. Um, so another crazy voice actor. I didn't know that. He's either. a ton of voices. Cool. He's really famous. In the uh, so in the pub, 
uh, Glassboy gets kicked out, and thankfully he has the little doll of Marceline, his little fan-made doll that uh, he throws up and he smacks Simon in the face with. So Simon Simon walks out of the pub and, and you know says, oh, you're a fan of Marceline? And then they're, uh, they're going to go on and find uh, Marceline and PB together at their own home. I think it's a cool note to say that P, uh, Princess Bubblegum, she's not living in the Candy Kingdom anymore, which she created from scratch, like the kingdom and all of its people. She's, you know, living with Marceline. She's like sacrificed like this whole life that she built. Just to go li- live with Marcy. I think it's kind of cute. And I, I, I noticed it in their opening montage that, oh, you know, that would be a big deal for Princess Bubblegum to not be with her Candy Kingdom. Because mm-hmm. that's all we've known her through the 10 seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I jotted down a note of another random like voice actor trivia, but I don't know that. Oh, it's Marceline. <laughs> it autocorrected Marceline to Marveling. Um, but she's voiced by... <laughs> Uh, Olivia Olsen, which is not anyone like I would know off the top of my head, but she was, if any, have you guys seen Love Actually? It's like a Christmas rom-com. At the very end, there's a very famous scene where this little girl's singing uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, uh, and Olivia Olsen is the little girl who sings... um, all I want for Christmas is you. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. What a strange <laughs> connection. Yeah. I saw that movie and we're like, hey, you're perfect for this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the next thing that we get is a flashback to Marceline saving the Glass Kingdom the first time. And it's got PB and Marceline going through some drama. We don't know exactly what's going on. We see all the Glass Kingdom celebrating they're like putting Marceline on on their shoulders, and PB is gonna gonna cry and run away. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of explaining going on. It's uh, kind of like you said in media res, they just throw you into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot a lot of things to figure out here. Yeah, they hint at some tension between the characters, but what I also love about uh, Obsidian is that there's like three or four ish timelines going on. Mm-hmm. So they're jumping timelines to I love that too. inform different parts of Marceline mostly. Um, but yeah, what you're referencing, they're, they're like hinting at this tension between um, Marceline and, and Bubblegum, which I think is, is post Adventure Time, the series, but pre-Obsidians, who knows how long they've been away from the kingdom. So the timeline is that fight is before Adventure Time the series ever takes place because in the whole series they're broken up oh. and we don't know how why or when they broke up and wow. this is our first look at it and then at the end of Adventure Time they get back together and they've been together till this event in Obsidian that makes Obsidian a lot better to, to me I wish I had known that Okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so we're sort of getting like a little bit of prequel to Adventure Time, which mm-hmm. is which is pretty cool because this is supposed to be the sequel. So yeah, I'm definitely into that. Um, the next thing is the Obsidian tracking down Glass Boy to Marceline's house. Um, the Glass Assassin. But unfortunately, yeah, Glass Boy and Marceline and uh, PB have all left. 
they are riding on uh, the the motorcycle. There's a cute little screen grab that I got. Uh, here we can like put it up right here or something. Uh, and <laughs> he's all bubble wrapped up. He's ready to go. Uh, they're going to the Glass Kingdom to save the day. Uh, and then the Obsidian is going to go in the house and. All they find is Simon reminiscing on his days as the in ice the freezer. king, uh, playing in the freezer. He's a little mm-hmm. startled. Uh, do- doesn't have the pow that he used to. <laughs> One thing I think is super cute is while they're on the motorcycle, um, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline take turns driving. Uh, they they each take like w- not one of them is doing the whole trip. I think that was really cute. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I just jotted down uh, a random funny line that I... This Adventure Time has a great knack for just, like, throwaway lines that blink and you'll miss them, but if you, like, happen to catch one, they're fucking hilarious. Um, I think it's after they battle the Glass Assassins at some point where um, Princess Bubblegum shoots, like, jelly beans out of her hands, and then she just says, they're jelly beans, it's not gross. Like, she's, like, really self-conscious about it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 yeah, it's you can see rare. it on her face. It's because they're, ma- they're making a poop noise when he... he he's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> looking at it all funny. I wrote that one down, too. That's a really funny line. <laughs> oh, man. But so... They get to the Glass Kingdom, and essentially Marceline is like, let me bad bitch this up. I'm going to take care of this lava monster. I think it's called Larvo, which is kind of funny. And so she plays, uh, you know, at the, you know, warning Princess Bubblegum, like, hey, are you going to be okay hearing this song again? She plays the song again, in which we hear the whole thing, and we realize it's like a... I hate you, you're so annoying, we're breaking up kind of song that she made the first time mm-hmm. when they were fighting. Which, uh, it, it's highly emotional. Yeah. Against the Candy Kingdom, basically, she said, she said, I, you know, I, I hate you and all of your candy and, and all of that. And so uh, we're, we're starting to get a little reference uh, as to what was going on. The other thing that we learn is that Marceline's base is what is going to be the uh, the weapon used against the obsidian because they're gonna hop the wall and have to fight them immediately. Glass Boy gets arrested by the Glass Kingdom. He's no longer around. Um, yeah, that, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty important. So Marceline and, and PB gotta go fight off this Larvo uh, on their own. And yeah, we when when she's doing the song this time, we find out it doesn't work in the present. Uh, it just makes Larvo more angry. So PB is going to have a backup plan uh, in place already set, and it's going to really upset Marceline. <laughs> Wasn't still able to do it. One of the th- things that I like that it kind of explores is like this idea of like losing your edge or like, have I peaked, basically? And that's kind of the thing that Marceline's trying to prove is that she's not just this boring person in a relationship she she still is as angsty and as uh powerful as she used to be it's an interesting take i, I never thought about that I, I just like that yeah i like that thematic i don't know i think that's what draws people as adults to the show is like they know what's going on they know they're speaking to more than it's relatable 11 year olds yeah yeah they they have a reference mm-hmm. To the kid's side, but they can also see through it. 
Um, I really loved in the song, just to go back one step, I loved in the song how Marceline calls Princess Bubblegum a dictator because it's one thing that's always hinted at in the show but never really shown is she's like very much a Dr. Frankenstein all encompassing dictator even though she's like this pink bubbly you know princess she's really like a ruler with an iron fist and i think it's really funny that marceline like sees that and calls her out on it the realism there yeah the the song is harsh you know it's like it's not easy to listen to if if you're princess bubblegum so marceline is upset that princess bubblegum's got this fail-safe plan and she says i gotta go and she doesn't say where she's going but she just leaves she takes her bike and she's gonna go back to the secret clubhouse that she was once guided to as a young girl um which you know as we know as viewers is just a bomb shelter these flashbacks are so sad they're so sad (laughs) they're insanely sad this is the earliest timeline that we visit in the obsidian special but it goes back to when marceline's like a little girl like yeah we i mean we meet marceline's mom we see the first time that marceline discovers mm-hmm. that she has vampire in her uh we're gonna see a lot of of origin from marceline here um and we're gonna see her go through some childhood trauma because she thinks that her powers are what scare her parents away um when in reality her mom is just sick and wants to find her someplace safe to to stay and, and to be able to grow up I have always enjoyed the little, like, caveat to uh, vampirism that this show uh, adopted for Marceline, where, like, she absorbs the color red, you know, just to make it not seem as, uh, like, haunting to to children who are watching this, not to make it seem as scary. Uh, But in this instance, she, like, sucks the life force out of a dog in the desert, which I think is hilarious that the dog's just like, what's up? And like, it makes it super annoying. And then you're yeah. like, whatever. Yep. <laughs> the dog was annoying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they really do make it the most bearable side. Adventure Time really has this good strength. And I always talk about it where they have like a very serious moment masked with something like super goofy. So the dog being like, what's up? You know, is masked by Marceline's, is terrifying her mother with her horrific power sucking the life force out of this dog till it's like just a carcass it's a very uh clever way to have have this you know person that's that's gonna fall victim to marceline just be like ah what's ah you know this like annoying figure that uh even kids can be like oh well that's okay then (laughs) (laughs) this is also where we see some of her music origin uh she sings the song probably you know the first song that we see her sing uh, from a chronology standpoint of age is her singing about this blinking red light in this bomb shelter, uh, otherwise known as the secret clubhouse. Um, And then we're going to see her Mm -hmm. years later fly back into the bomb shelter, uh, now with the ability to float, and she's going to press the play button, which is going to give her sort of this moment of closure where she listens to this voicemail from her mother who she once thought abandoned her and she's going to find out that her mother was really aiming to protect her. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge character moment because, uh, like, just scene-wise, a little bit of time elapses with this flashback where Marceline first goes to the secret clubhouse because her mom sends her there and she's under the impression, 
that it's because her mom is scared of her. And she makes all these, like, friends, like, not out of volleyballs, but it's like Wilson where she'll draw faces on, like, a tissue box and all these things lying around the secret clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And she starts having conversations with the different, you know, characters she's created. And and she's, like, working through as a child. Your mom sent you here because she's scared of you. She's so terrified of what you can do. And it's in that moment in her childhood where she decides to, like, really lean into that and, and own it and, and create this, like, toughness in, uh, about her where she's not necessarily, like, ashamed of how monstrous she is. But that is... That informs the Marceline we first meet in Adventure Time, the series, and, like, who she is throughout. And then now that she comes back after all of this has happened, at, you know, post-Adventure Time... Uh, she finds this message from her mother, which like really transforms her understanding of like, oh, she did that to protect me. Her mother is human, um, and she was dying, and she didn't want Marceline to see that. Right, it brings her full it's circle. It's so weird. Yeah. yeah, it's so full circle. We watched her go through like an entire chapter of her life, and now we just saw like the moment that. In a way, it seems like, oh, this is going to set her off on the path for the rest of her eternal life. Obviously, Marceline uh, is, you know, a gazillion years old. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I think it's super cool, too. We, we've we seen one side of Marceline the entire time, and in a 40-minute post-series episode, they decided, okay, we're going we're gonna to show you that Marceline's about to change drastically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's this really, really nice cut that they have. And the cut that they do, it's Princess Bubblegum and Marceline fighting at the Larvo site. And Princess Bubblegum goes, get out of here. I can't have you acting like monster trash. And then she leaves and it cuts to her as a young girl talking to her mom. And she goes, mom, am I a scary monster? And man, it's just so emotional because it's really Marceline's whole life dealing with this thought of am I a scary monster that just scares everyone away to like we saw then eventually she flipped the script like no I do that on purpose I scare people because I want to scare people and the whole red light her not listening to the Mm. message all those years ago and her finally getting to it's such a cathartic moment and it's fucking ruined by glass boy he busts in the door and he's like glass boy's here and he's trying to be all punk rock now and she it's a really funny moment because she's a lot older and you can tell she's grown because this is what she says when glass boy is singing his stupid little song he was she goes oh man is that really what i sound like and i feel like that's just such a like a a moment of growth i really love those type of I, i don't know if you picked up on this while you were just talking about it but when you said like after all those years, she finally listened to the message. It's like, wow, that almost in a sense is like symbolic. Like she, she had, you know, this chip on her shoulder all these years. And like now she's finally starting to understand. She just had to listen to the message. And uh, I, you know, it's literal and symbolic. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Something I forgot to talk about earlier that I think is really funny uh, and I, I got a little, uh, I got a little screen recording of this cause the moment was made me laugh, but, uh, see through princess, her little bow on uh, that she, that she has around her waist, her little glass bow. Um, in a couple scenes, it sort of looks like she's just got little legs inside of her glass dress and I can't unsee it now. <laughs> so I'm going to make all of you see it. Okay. <laughs> I've noticed it. 
Um, there's, a, there's a moment, there's a moment. So while Marceline's off on this like journey of, of self-reflection and discovery, uh, going to her past to the secret clubhouse, Bubblegum's still at the Larvo's site. She's trying to contain the monster, but there's a moment where they like poke Larvo with this like baster thing to get a sample so they can test it. And it's like this giant thing. And they get a sample, and then she squeezes it into this giant petri dish, which is, of, for whatever reason, of course, uh, alive. And then, like, so he squeezes the sample in, and then the guy just like lifts his head up, and he's like, "The giant baster seems excessive." <laughs> it's such an adventure! It's so adventure time. I know. It just pulls it's you so out of adventure action. time, giving life to everything, even the inanimate objects. Yeah, uh, personifying everything. It just gives you a weird sense of attachment to like mm-hmm. every single moment. Like that, I shouldn't be thinking about this guy's tone of voice, but I am. I, I love Adventure Time because it has all of like it does flesh out this kind of darker backstory that it gets at. It does so in the original series too, with like Marceline and, and the Ice King's um, backstory, but. It's just like rapid fire throwaway jokes, like one after the other, after the other, after the other. So much so that like it almost takes the driver's seat, and like that's that becomes why you love. And for me, it is like I, I I can throw it on. I don't really have to pay attention at any moment. I could tune in, a laugh. Within, <laughs> yes, I know, totally agree. Totally agree. Absolutely, I love it too, man. Um, so after Glassboy crashes this moment, uh, we see. We see see-through princess and uh, PB. They're going to lure this beast down the mountain into the candy kingdom or into the glass kingdom, excuse me. And they're going to try and freeze it in a coat of candy. Uh, They have all of the glass uh, kingdom citizens with... No, it's root beer. Oh, is it root beer? (laughs) They have all the glass people have root beer in their heads. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was like, I thought it was like coated candy and... uh, they were going to pour it and the heat was going to, you know, melt it over him. But root beer, interesting. Doesn't uh, PB produce all of it? Yeah, PB produces all of it. And I love that it only makes the lava monster stronger. It freezes it for a second. They all cheer in classic cartoon form. And then it breaks out. And now it's like a spiky lava <laughs> monster. It's like, it's hilarious yeah. to me. Yeah. And she's like, oh, crap. It was almost like a... a- Pokemon evolution. Yeah, and it's and now it's yeah. really like candy. Larvo's it much was. stronger now. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. So it doesn't plan doesn't work. Uh Larvos tirades the whole city. <laughs> and while this while Larvo's destroying the town, another random character yeah. is just like caution, broken glass. Just like obviously they're <laughs> glass kingdom. Uh, uh, meanwhile, <laughs> elsewhere oh, I love those jokes. Uh, I love it. Meanwhile, uh across However, you know, the planes, wherever this is happening, um, Marceline is fighting the enormous uh, glass assassin now. They've all combined. They've become one um, enormous conglomerate glass assassin. And uh, her base gets smashed. And she's going to leave and say, if I didn't have better things to do, Mm -hmm. I'd kick your ass right now. I love that after her base gets smashed... That she plays um, the cardboard one, and it has studio quality sound. I love that little cardboard guitar. Yeah, it's like a little glass boy. sound quality, uh, or a little glass boy's like a little Marceline now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Glassboy leads the beast back into the hole because he's like, "Oh, I'm the one that you want." 
Uh, and then Marceline and, and PB are going to have this like nice reflective moment where they're going to come together and, and they're going to think about, you know, how, how they solved it the first time. Um, and then we get another song from Marceline. It's beautiful. Adventure Time, uh, much like Steven Universe, has always had a great track record of like amazing songs, catchy little tunes that they throw into random episodes. I think, I think Rebecca Sugar, who uh, created Steven Universe, ha- had worked on Adventure Time previously, and mm-hmm. I think written some of those early songs. I hope well, we can play some of this song because it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely song. Um, without like uh, putting words into Marceline's mouth I feel like she's we've talked about her transformation but it's like she's realized that she doesn't have to have this edge or that um the punk rock side yeah what we get from the flashback of her first time in the secret clubhouse when her mother quote-unquote abandons her is that she feels like people are uh maybe two-faced or they're they're not looking out for your best interest or that um and, and that is reflected in how she perceives princess bubblegum's actions she thinks that it's like oh you're just doubting me oh you don't believe in me or like oh you want nothing to do with me when really people can be doing things that you might not understand at the moment uh that are really you know for your benefit although you might not see it because you're too close to it so i feel like she's she's got that realization in two aspects of her life now like her origin and also going forward with her relationship which is what leads to this beautiful love song, which uh, heals Larvo as well. It's really funny because in the end, it is a Marceline song that ends up saving the day. Like, I love that. It's a little sense of irony is her music couldn't get it done in the beginning. And then it's this cute little love song that does it. Yeah. And and also, I love it because it's still about PB. Once it was hate and now it's love. And um, we see this. Larvos uncover all of its imperfections and its and its tough exterior. And then we see a cat butterfly spirit fly away in grace. And um, all of the obsidian also turn into cat butterflies. It's got a mushy center. Fly away. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, for, I, for what it's worth, want one. I want a cat butterfly. I would love to... Uh, <laughs> I, I'd love to be an owner of one of those. Those look like uh, a good time. Um... Yeah, well, classic Adventure Time ending. You know, just just random, random, laughable goofiness. I think there's a lot of great bits. So after the the climax, like the town comes together to like assess the damage, and there, there's another throwaway line where it's like someone's like, "This is going to cost millions to reglaze," which like they just extend the <laughs> metaphor of glass so far. <laughs> it's, it's really impressive. There's another great line where. Um, Princess uh, or Marceline and Princess Bubblegum are about to die from Larvo and they're hugging and Marceline says, oh, at least they'll find our skeletons intertwined. And Princess Bubblegum goes, oh, I don't have a skeleton, but that's really romantic. And it's uh, those type of moments, always in the heat of battle. They throw something really goofy at you. <laughs> yeah. And that, so to finish things out, we see the the Glass Kingdom. They reveal that all of them have cracks. Um, they're all oh. celebrating. They're all feeling vulnerable. They all have cracks. They all have imperfections. Oh my God. The one dude goes, sorry for bullying you your whole life. <laughs> yeah. The, oh yeah. Well, sorry for bullying you your whole life. Well, well, this happens because STP 
like uh, gets cracked at one point. So STP has this like dress or skirt and the crack splits her skirt in two and someone says she's got pants (laughs) (laughs) making the most out of a bad situation (laughs) but then yeah everyone uh everyone uh reveals that they're also cracked as well and 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 the advisors had been wrapped up in these like ornate bows which you think are indicative of like stature or position but really they were just covering up all the cracks that they had yeah again real symbolic it's not lost on me that when they're revealing all of the cracks, that uh, one of them is on a person's butt, and I literally thought, oh, that's a butt crack. <laughs> I wrote that down, the butt crack. It's the little things. It's the little oh, things yeah. that they do uh, make the show great. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, fantastic cameo entrance from uh, uh, from Finn here. Uh, we see, you know, adult Finn come out looking majestic as all hell uh we see what we presume to be jake's daughter from uh the original series adventure time um as a grown-up now no it's definitely his daughter it's 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 bronwyn she was in the original even better so yeah we we see we see them come in uh to save the day um very late to save the day Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a cool cameo to see a dolphin um the bmo one not to spoil it or anything, but at the end, uh, like BMO goes back to, is it the land of Ooh? But yeah. the tree house that Finn and Jake, and they don't, you don't get a cameo from them, but you see like what looks to be a toddler in like Finn's, Finn's original outfit and what looks to be like a, uh, another child of Jake and, uh, BMO doesn't interact with them. So it's cool that the second, uh, episode, you get a little more of a substantial so i'm hoping maybe it leads to like one of these episodes being about finn and jake because that would be cool that would be cool to i see think now's a great time to maybe make a prediction what what are we thinking we'll see in these next two i think simon possibly i would love to see a betty episode i would love to see an episode on betty maybe see if anything developed after she went away in the finale episode it's possible that's a good one i also think that a good one would be with Simon. I love Simon. Simon's probably my favorite character. So I'm going, I'm doubling down on Simon. I don't, uh, have a great prediction. I would just love to see, uh, Finn and Jake revisited as like retired heroes. I loved that Jake had, or that Finn had the Jake of tattoo. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had the tattoo. Of, love uh, it. Jake. Love it. Such, such a cool moment. Uh, the, the last thing that we really see in the entire, episode is we see maybe the earliest moments in the entire show or story's arc um, through all of it, which is we see PB and Marceline meet at a concert. Uh, Marceline is performing and we see PB starting to fangirl. Does she like throw her her top at PB or something? Or did I make that up? Is that really weird? She's like, doesn't she? (laughs) What'd you say? Yeah, and that's the shirt that that's yeah. the shirt that Princess Bubblegum has in the series from Marceline that she wears. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It's really cute, and it's a cool callback. Okay, I didn't just make that up. I wasn't just making up no. some weird. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Some weird fantasy of your seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a fan fiction I'm writing right now. <laughs> I for 
my biggest takeaway is like I really need to go back and finish the series because there's so much to love about 100%. it. Hundred percent. Yeah, phenomenal show, man. They uh, they they really know how to do it. I think Adventure Time will serve as as a benchmark for a change in children's television. I agree. And I think that we're going to look back and, and say like, wow, the this is where we have a basis of modern cartoons from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it has already changed the trajectory, uh, like Adventure Time, very specifically specifically being that starting point, but also a regular show, which came was around the same time. Yeah, was absolutely. Of a similar spirit, for sure. Have you ever heard about the lore of regular show? I just found this out I recently. I have not, no. Have okay, not. so advent, or the regular show was actually... Um, like the the pilot episode for regular show was about two gas station clerks who drop acid at, at work and and they are Mordecai and Rigby. Uh, oh. You can watch this on YouTube. Okay. It's it's really interesting. <laughs> they made like a whole episode about it, and then yeah. uh, Cartoon Network was like, "Love the show, drop the acid." Uh, <laughs> Not literally drop the acid, but yeah. No, yeah, yeah, but uh, get rid of the acid. <laughs> 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 drop the acid while you're writing it. Uh, drop the acid in the show. <laughs> I do want to watch his, that creator has a, a new word series that I never got around to watching, but I think that's yeah. JG Quintal is uh, is really awesome. I really like him. All right, let's close out uh, Adventure Time here. Any other closing thoughts? I think that'll be my go-to. I, I've been searching for a thing to watch, and it just seems like a huge chore, but. I know I'm going to thoroughly enjoy it, going back to watch all of it. No better time than quarantine, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. I love talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great time. Love Adventure Time. Couldn't have asked for a better uh, first appearance on this on this podcast. First so, uh, yeah, for th- you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah, let's, yes. let's do it, man. Let's let's make it happen. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, I had a great time. I think uh, that Adventure Time, like you said, Evan, it is a lot to take in, but that's what kind of what makes it so great. You you shovel through a lot of goofy, a lot of funny, but like stuff that'll make you laugh, and you get these really really nice gems or diamonds that you, you are really polished, really well thought out, really deep stuff that make you think. And I don't want to sound cheesy. But, you know, there's been times after an uh, adventure, adventure time episode where I think about the episode for like weeks to come. I'm like, holy shit, mm-hmm. this fucked me up. And so I highly recommend it to anyone. Um, you know, this this one off episode was like really nostalgic and it had a lot of emotion and heart in it. And it 100 percent should make you want to watch the series because that's what the series is all about. Yeah, it it can also you don't also don't have to know much or any lore to to watch and enjoy uh, Obsidian or the BMO special. Like uh, to their credit, they do a really good job of like they just throw you into a whole new world. It's a different kingdom, um, and it'll pull you right in. But you know, if you haven't watched any of Adventure Time, you can absolutely start here and then go back and and, and watch the whole series. Uh, you definitely won't be alienated. I think if if you haven't watched it all, then then you're doing yourself a disservice from uh, from a viewer perspective. I think that everybody um, can gain something and uh, uh, revel in a little bit of enjoyment from from getting in on the uh, 
getting in on the knowledge that is watching all of Adventure Time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being on today, Brendan. It's a pl- been a pleasure having you. Yes, uh, where thank you. This is probably going to come out a couple of days late, but you can catch Brendan uh, in season four of Sequester. The season finale is airing tonight, uh, but make sure and go to watch that. Uh, no, yeah, Sequester Access on YouTube, season four. Check all the seasons out. It's a great show. Um, yeah, other than that, have yourself a great day. <laughs> Thanks, little bro. Glad you glad you were here. Woo! That'll do it for this episode. I'm Evan. <laughs> I'm Alex. Yeah, we did it, guys. I know we'll never grow together. Because you'll never grow old to me. You're the pink in my cheeks and I'm scared Cause that means I'm a little bit soft But don't beat yourself up on me It wasn't just the sun that I was hiding from We were messed up kids who taught ourselves how to live And I'm still scared that I'm... Sorry, it was so laggy. I think I made it work, though. I kind of got the timing down at one point. <laughs>